Welcome to This is Type 1, real-life type 1 diabetes with your hosts, Colleen and Jesse. I'm Colleen Mitchell, and I've had type 1 diabetes for 25 years. I'm a life coach, author, and speaker. I also work full-time as a process analyst in the power industry. I'm passionate about type 1 diabetes education and showing others that this disease doesn't define me. I'm Jesse Tuggy, and I've had diabetes for nine years. I love hiking and painting. I'm looking forward to working as an engineer after I get my degree in college. My diagnosis has inspired me to take control of my life and my future, to learn everything I can about type 1 diabetes. Each week on the show, we'll talk about real life with type 1 diabetes, bring on cool people with connections to type 1, and above all, encourage you to understand that this disease doesn't have to hold you back. This isn't medical advice. This is life with type 1. Welcome to episode 106 of This is Type 1, real life type 1 diabetes with your hosts, Colleen and Jesse. Today, we're talking about the idea of embracing discomfort when it comes to your type 1 diabetes. But first, you know the drill, a win, a fail, and a hack. And I have the win this week. We're recording this episode a couple of months in advance of when it airs, so this win will technically kind of be old, and I guess so will the fail. But my company is doing a step challenge, and I accidentally walked right into being my team captain, and that pun was totally intended. You know, not going to lie there. So I've been going on somewhat longer walks than usual and using exercise mode to help with dipping too low. So far, it's worked out pretty well, though by the time you hear this episode, the challenge will be over and my team will probably have lost to the guys who regularly clock marathon type distances every day. The our, We have a leaderboard and we're only like day two into this thing. And the most steps that someone has taken in a single day is over 40,000. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to meet. I'm not going to beat that. <laughs> not even going to try. All right, Jesse, what is the fail? So my fail this week is that I am starting to feel slightly overwhelmed from being overbooked with school and finishing up the school year. As of right now in June, I have one full week left of school and it's starting to add some stress into my life, which is fine. I, I've got ways I can handle it. You know, it's just one of those things of being getting comfortable with getting with being uncomfortable, you know, so it's not a big deal. It's not a bad thing, but I definitely need to be watching my blood sugars really closely and making sure that I am making time for myself and taking care of myself a little bit more than I usually would. All right. So the hack this week is coming up with a mantra or an affirmation to repeat to yourself through the difficult times because it can really help with your mental health. One that comes to me a lot is this too shall pass. High blood sugars, failed sensors, tech problems, kinked sites, those all will pass. And it's also a good way to stay grounded in the good times. But type 1 diabetes is so unpredictable and we can get trapped into thinking that a good day is how it's supposed to be all the time, but that's not true. And those good days will pass too. And thinking that like this too shall pass, it kind of keeps it in perspective how well we're taking care of ourselves. So if you find it useful, try coming up with something just to repeat to yourself through those difficult times. All right, what is discomfort? So to start off, I want to explain what I mean by the word discomfort. The Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines discomfort as mental or physical uneasiness, annoyance. And if you just Google it, Google will literally tell you that discomfort is slight pain. The point here is that discomfort is subjective. It depends on who is experiencing the discomfort. What's uncomfortable for you might be easy for me and vice versa. 
Many non-diabetic people say they could never give themselves an injection, but as soon as they get diagnosed that requires injections, they start doing them. The discomfort might still be there, but it is a necessity and it becomes necessary to get past it. Embracing that discomfort actually helps with the process of getting past it. So what do we mean by embracing discomfort? What we mean is to lean into it. Expect it. Don't fight against it or resist it or think that because you're experiencing discomfort that something is wrong. Nothing is wrong. Your brain is just trying to keep you alive by making you extremely aware of all of the uncomfortable things. Burke Castillo says that discomfort is the currency of our dreams, and if we want to live long, healthy lives as type 1 diabetics, we have a lot of discomfort to embrace. So there's, there's, a re- there's plenty of reasons why we resist discomfort. It's the brain's job to keep us as humans alive, and it does this by following what we call the motivational triad. Pursuing pleasure, avoiding pain, and being really efficient, which is just another word for lazy. When things get uncomfortable, it presses against the avoid pain side of the triad. We push away from the pain because it's uncomfortable, because being uncomfortable signals danger to the brain. It thinks if we stay away from the discomfort that we're safe. But in the modern world, we have to pursue discomfort on purpose in order to get ahead at literally anything. Just think about what we experience as type 1 diabetics. We suffer through three-plus-long-hour calls with insurance, most of it on hold. We change infusion sites every three days, which causes physical discomfort. We rotate our sensors every 7 to 14 days, depending on the brand, and depending on the brand or where we place it, it could hurt. We inject ourselves when we're not on an insulin pump, and sometimes on bad days, even with our insulin pumps on. We deal with midnight lows and midnight highs, which can cause physical, mental, and emotional discomfort. We honestly should all have honorary math degrees with how much brain power we spend on figuring how much to pull us for our food. Honestly, this is true, and I've heard it since the third grade, and I still believe it to this day. We live through diabetes distress and burnout. We get anxious waiting to hear our A1C results and sometimes panic attacks. We stress about if we packed enough low snacks or food for an outing, or if we have backup supplies in case something goes wrong. We may haggle with pharmacists to see if we can lower our cost of insulin somehow. We reach out to friends in the community for help, even if doing that is the most uncomfortable thing ever. While it's an entirely optional thing to think, I think that diabetes is hard sometimes. And it being hard means that it pushes against the brain's desire to be safe, and it can be exhausting. So why should we embrace discomfort instead? But what if we leaned into that discomfort? By resisting it, it actually makes the experience of that slight pain a lot worse. What we resist persists. If we resist the discomfort of dealing with our conditions, we make the perceived pain much stronger. Sometimes when we expect things to feel uncomfortable, it actually lessens the total pain of the experience. I know, if I know a blood draw is going to hurt, Instead of hyping myself up over how much I do not want that needle in the crook of my arm, I can just gently remind myself that, yeah, it's going to hurt a bit, but I've lived through blood draws before. I can deep breathe to help with the pain and the anxiety, and the phlebotomists do this for a living. I still don't like getting blood draws, but now I don't absolutely refuse to get one. I used to do that. I used to tell my doctors, I will not get a blood test. Like, it is just not happening. 
but now I can handle them. And I can handle blood draws because I've leaned into the, dis- the discomfort of going through them. Think about this for all of the uncomfortable things we deal with. Those insurance calls will probably always be long. It's expected. Bring something else to do while you're listening to elevator music for an hour. Figure out which spots hurt less for infusion sites and rotate the heck out of them. Run some experiments to find the spots that make sure your long-term scar tissue doesn't become a problem. It's going to pinch a little. That's fine. It happens. Maybe some will sting more than others. Expecting them not to and then getting mad about it just extends the discomfort. Waking up in the middle of the night to deal with lows and highs is just part of the deal. While it's a sucky deal we can't give back, it's kind of what we're stuck with. I can let those sleep interruptions affect my mood for the whole next day, or I can consciously choose to let it be how it was and then do my best to take care of myself for the rest of the day, even if it means I have a headache. That's what painkillers are for. (laughs) Again, resisting the discomfort amplifies it and just makes it worse overall. As for uh, food bolus problems, I actually try to automate most of that with a food plan each week in advance, and it mostly works. Sometimes there are those weird kind of wild card days because, hello, diabetes, but taking most carbs out of the equation helps a lot with the discomfort of figuring out how many units to bolus and then later realizing it wasn't enough or it was too much. We've heard from so many guests on different ways to move through and handle burnout that we we're going to do a compilation episode to highlight just those answers. There's no one size fits all to diabetes, burnout or distress. And like Colleen always says, take what you can get and leave the rest or excuse me, take what works and leave the rest. (laughs) Remember that A1C is just a number and At a moment in time, that doesn't give a complete view of your management unless you also know time and range. You can drop your A1C fast if you need to. Ryan Griffin from episode 99 lowered his A1C from the 12s to the 5s in three months. We can add low snack prep and supply prep to our routines just to make sure we do have enough and also identify some backup plans. I trust myself to know that I won't leave the house without the supplies that I know I'll need, and I accept sometimes that if something fails, I may have a long drive before I can get a replacement, or I think about who I need to call if I need to call someone. I don't usually get mad at myself for not planning ahead, because it's it's usually a very conscious decision, and I know that I may have to leave early if something does fail. I just don't make a big deal about it. So like if I go over to a friend's house for for like a few hours and it's a several hour drive away, if I don't bring my supplies, I know I might have to sacrifice that trip if something comes up with my insulin pump that I need to go home and fix. Insulin prices are always going to be a hairy subject for a lot of people. I'm blessed with private health insurance, so my insulin price is predictable and affordable, but many people's aren't. Embracing discomfort here could just mean that you expect the fight every time you go into the pharmacy. And it can, it can be really uncomfortable to ask for help if you're not the kind of person who does that. But with diabetes, it can literally be a lifesaver. I think of all of them, this might be the discomfort to embrace the most because you just never know what kind of relief you might experience when someone offers you a hand. So part of the trick with embracing discomfort is to realize that you shouldn't embrace it with the expectation that doing so will guaranteed make the experience better. It's to give a gift to your present and your future self by lessening the prolonging of all the discomfort over time by resisting it. 
My mom likes to sum this up and say, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. She is a wise woman. Totally right. (laughs) Yeah, I tend to listen to her on most things, so... Bustle.com shares nine ways to embrace discomfort, and you can find the link to the full article in the show notes, but we'll just give you the overview here. The first one is to practice deep breathing, and this one really helps me. I know if I get into a space of stress and anxiety or if like my chest is tight with something, then if I could just breathe deep, and uh, I do four, seven, eight breathing. I think we've talked about that before on the podcast, but that really helps calm the vagus nerve down and lower my heart rate and just make things a little bit better. View discomfort as an opportunity for growth. This could be like, oh, I'm putting this insulin site in somewhere where I know it's going to be uncomfortable for like five minutes. And then all of a sudden you go to your next checkup and your A1C is lower. I mean, I'm thinking of the first time I put the sensor on my inner forearm. That was like, I was hyped up so bad for that. And it ended up being a great spot for my my sensor. And now it's like my, my preferred spot. The next one is to treat yourself as you would a friend. And as I I would argue, treat yourself as you would a fellow diabetic. So if you wouldn't talk to a a diabetic friend like you're talking to yourself, then try to change your self-talk. Get distracted, meaning get get distracted and then you're automatically relaxed most of the time. Drawing, painting, reading, going on walks, bikes, hikes, whatever you do to usually distract yourself from like your job or, you know, something that really might be bothering you. This also applies to some form of diabetes, but, you know, it's always in the back of our minds. Keep calm when discomfort occurs. And this goes back to remembering that nothing has gone wrong. So it, it's while we might think that something is wrong, if we're feeling discomfort, it is not the case. Like nothing has gone wrong, really. So just remember that. Keep calm. Ace your fears. Tim Ferriss does a great TED Talk on fear setting. Colleen, do you kind of want to go into like what that is, fear setting is? Yeah. So in, in the TED Talk, he talks about how he had this, he like had, had this really big desire to like go to Europe for a few months, but he, he was afraid what would happen to his business. So what he ended up doing was writing down, I think, three columns on a piece of paper. And he, t- he wrote down like what he wanted to do, the worst case scenario, and what he would do if he actually was in that worst case scenario. And so just by writing down those things, he was able to see that he actually could create a strategy on how to deal with those with those those fears. And that really helped him move past that fear. And he was able to go on that trip to Europe and his business was able to sustain itself while he was gone. And we never actually, I wouldn't say never, but we almost never reach the worst case scenario and doing fear setting can kind of just remind ourselves that our brains tend to catastrophize a lot and I know mine does so that's just fear setting is really helpful if you have a lot of fears that are holding you back from things and that includes with diabetes the next one on the list is to decide how you'll respond and this is deciding how you'll respond to the discomfort and if you make a conscious decision ahead of time it might help with any time that you feel like you should go into a buffering, like overeating or over Netflixing or just doing something to push away from the discomfort, if you decide ahead of time how, you, how you'll respond to it, you'll probably have a better experience overall. Treat it as a sign you're making progress. The most successful people and the healthiest diabetics have experienced some form of discomfort to get where they are today. And then stop thinking that comfort equals happiness. It doesn't. Just, I'm just going to leave it there. Comfort does not equal happiness. Think about the benefits of getting past or through the discomfort of the things you're avoiding. 
Can you have better health, a longer life, more energy, less stress, more creative brain space to work on the things that you're actually meant to do? It might surprise you just how much mental energy we waste on avoiding discomfort when all it is is a little bit of slight pain, whether physical, mental, or emotional, and it almost is never going to kill us. Avoiding pain is costing us a much bigger, much richer life by keeping us small and keeping us safe. So the last thing we're going to talk about is some challenges to embracing discomfort. Staying comfortable is very appealing to the brain. If it can just seek pleasure, avoid pain, and be lazy, it would be a really happy brain. But you, as the person who owns that brain, may end up feeling very unfulfilled, dissatisfied, empty, and like you're missing something. Your health may suffer, all because the brain just wants to keep you safe. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's an entirely personal decision to embrace discomfort or not. You have to evaluate all the choices ahead of you in your diabetes care and decide whether or not the slight pain, the discomfort of diabetes, is worth what you can have on the other side. And now it's time for the Diabetes Spotlight. Jesse. All right, you guys, this Diabetes Spotlight is on a guy named Will Cross, a professional adventurer with type 1 diabetes and not the other way around. Will Cross never lets his diabetes slow him down, and as of right now, he has climbed the highest peaks on all seven continents. And he is still finding the next big thrill. From the website Diabetes Self-Management, he is described as a nonstop adventurer. The article says, in 1976, at the age of nine, the Pittsburgh native was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes and told he likely wouldn't live to be the age of 30. Now he's a professional adventurer earning a living from diabetes-related corporate sponsorships. Of note, Cross has climbed the highest peaks on all seven continents. He's also led expeditions to unexplored regions of South America, Greenland, Africa, and India. It's just insane to think how far diabetes management has come and what changes he's seen over the last couple of decades. He is literally the definition of not letting diabetes hold him back. Also, with our question this week, what do you guys do to get comfortable with being uncomfortable? What was the time that diabetes challenged you to go with the flow and get over it? And that is it for this episode of This is Type 1. You can find the show notes at inspiredforward.com slash episode 106. That's 106. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, you can fill out the form on our podcast page at thisistype1.com. Our music is by Joseph McDade. I have a Facebook group where I coach people for free in the comments, and I go live on most Saturdays. You can join Life and Mindset Coaching by visiting the link in the show notes. And if you want help learning how to lean into discomfort to embrace it, please send me a message. I can help you unravel the ways that your brain is trying to keep you safe at the cost of your personal growth. I'm on all social media as at Inspired Forward, and I'm also on Clubhouse at the same same handle. I'm on the Diabetes app as at Colleen Mitchell, and our email is Colleen at InspiredForward.com. And I'm on Instagram as at JJ underscore Crystal K-A-T. Please feel free to send me questions or comments you have about type 1 diabetes or about the show. If you do reach out on Instagram, please make sure you mention you're a listener of the show. Thank you so much for joining us today. Be sure to listen next week for another episode about real life with type 1 diabetes. Remember, you control your diabetes. It doesn't control you.
Hey, if you like what you're listening to on this podcast, you have to join us in the Half Dead Pancreas Club. It's my private community where you'll connect face-to-face with other people with type 1 diabetes, get personalized emotional support, and learn how to handle anything T1D throws at you. Join us over at inspiredforward.com community. I can't wait to see you there.